Welcome to The Bull and the Bear, a money and markets podcast. We give you the advice you need to know to make investing safe and profitable. With The Bull and the Bear podcast, you'll get exclusive access to some of the top thinkers, analysts, advisors, and gurus in the investment business. And now for your hosts, Matt Clark and Charles Sizemore. Hello, everyone. I'm Matt Clark, research analyst with Money and Markets here at the weekly Bull and the Bear podcast. If you aren't already, do make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, that's where you're going to find new features uh, each and every week with chief investment strategist Adam O'Dell, uh, Greens and Fortunes co-editor Charles Sizemore, and myself. Uh, and you'll find those all on our YouTube channel. Just go to YouTube uh, if you're not already there, and you can uh, find us. So just type in Money and Markets, uh, and you will see our Bull and Bear logo. And you can mash that, hit uh, hit join, or actually hit uh, subscribe, and then mash that notification bell and get notified every time we post a new video. Now, with today's podcast, September, uh, if uh, you've been watching the markets at all, you know September was a very rough month for the stock market. Um, all three major U.S. indexes closed out the month on a down note, uh, which isn't nearly as bad as it might seem considering the strong bull run that stocks have been on uh, over the last, well, record. Um, but I wanted to dig a little deeper because I didn't think that was really telling the whole story because it's easy uh, to suggest that because the S&P, the Dow Jones Industrial, and the NASDAQ uh, were all down in September and even now into October, that that spells bad news for stocks across the board. My research, however, found that simply not the case. Now, I'm going to tell you about one sector uh, that far exceeded the performance of the broader market. Plus, I'm going to show you how you can play uh, this potential trend moving forward. Now, not one of the major S&P 500 sectors saw gains during the month of September, except one. All the sectors had negative returns of between 1.8% and 7.2% for the month, except for one. In fact, this sector, in this sector, only one stock suffered negative returns during the month, just one. The top performing sector in September was, of all sectors, energy. Now, what makes this even more telling is the fact that from 2014 to 2020, uh, the energy sector ranked in the bottom two of sector performance in all but one year. And that was 2016, where it was the best performing sector of the year, according to Novel Investor. Now, over the last three years, the energy sector has been the worst performing sector of all S&P 500 sectors, losing between 11.8% and 33.7% in value. Now, one of the biggest reasons for the jump in the energy sector is uh, the uh, uptick in natural gas prices. So I went and looked and kind of looked around a little bit. On September 13th, which was I know about a month ago, natural gas prices rose 6% in a day to about $5.23 per MMBTU. Now, all futures contracts uh, for winter months are currently still above the $5 mark, including January 2022 contracts, which are still priced at $5.69 per MMBTU as of October 13th, according to the CME group. Now, within the energy sector, several companies saw strong gains during September. Uh, the best performer of the group was Cabot Oil and Gas, which trades on the New York Stock Exchange under COG. It ended the month up nearly 37%, and this was after it completed its merger with Cimerex Energy Company and formed Coterra Energy Incorporated. Now, Diamondback Energy, another popular energy stock, trades on the New York Stock Exchange under the ticker FANG, F-A-N-G. Devon Energy, which trades under the ticker DVN, and ConocoPhillips, which trades on the ticker COP, all closed out September, gaining 22% or more. The only outlier in the sector was Phillips 66, which trades on uh, the stock exchange under PSX. It was the only decliner in the index, but it only fell 1.5%. 
Now I wanted to see if this trend was just isolated to September because it's easy to take a one one pass to you know date to date performance to see and say okay this is something. But what I want to like to do is see okay what's it been what's it, what's it been doing since then, and I found out something kind of interesting. I looked at the performance of the uh, Spider S&P sector ETFs over the last 10 trading days, and that would roughly cover all of October. Ending with the close on October 12th, the Spider Energy Sector ETF, which trades under the ticker XLE, was up 6.7% over that 10-day trading period time. And that was, a, that was significant in comparison to other ETFs. Now, both the Spider Utility Sector ETF, which is XLU, and the Spider Financial Sector ETF, which is XLF, were up only about 1.1% over that 10-day time. And those are the next biggest movers in the entire sector, in the entire e uh, ETF world uh, for ETF, for S&P 500 sector. So you've got, uh, you know, energy at 6.7%. The next ones below it only moved 1.1%. What's more is that the energy sector of the S&P 500 is up 45.6% year to date, according to Novel Investor. Now, if that holds, it would be only the third year since 2007 that the energy sector has produced the highest return percentage of any sector on the S&P 500. And there is one way you can play this trend, and that would be to invest in the iShares US Energy ETF. It trades on the New York Stock Exchange under the ticker IY. Now, over the last 12 months, IYE has jumped more than 92% in value, beating the S&P gain of just 23.1%. Year to date, the ETF has risen 54.3%. That's even higher than the energy sector total, which is, like I said, only around 45%. IYE invests in companies that are spread across the energy sector and looks to track the performance of the Russell 1000 Energy Capped Index. Uh, it comes with a relatively low expense ratio of about 0.48 and has an indicated annual dividend of 83 cents per share or a yield of about 2.71%. Not high, but then again, it's not bad either. Um, so there's no guarantee here that the energy sector is going to continue its rise, but what it's done so far this year, and especially in the last six weeks, may suggest a trend that may be around for a little bit longer. And you want to capitalize on that and take some gains and take some advantage of that upward momentum. Now, I want to look at our latest results from our poll on YouTube that we uh, put out last week. Last week, we talked about the status of Facebook Incorporated. In my last podcast, I talked about the pressures the social media giant has faced with a damning newspaper report over company management, a whistleblower report. Oh, let's not forget about a six-hour outage just in the U.S. That doesn't count the second outage that happened uh, across, across the pond over in Europe and the broader headwinds that are faced by big tech. So we asked you uh, how you saw Facebook stock heading, uh, heading after the recent outage and whistleblower report. And it was kind of interesting. Uh, it, was, uh, it was a dead heat. 39% of you said Facebook was going to shrug off the news and hit new highs. Another 39% of you said the stock was going to struggle for a bit, but eventually recover. 23% of you said this was the, the impending doom for Facebook. We also asked what you did while Facebook was down for six hours. And while none of you actually answered that question, uh, there, people did actually give some interesting thoughts on Facebook stock. T-Bird Rob said, uh, biased exclusions are what may doom Facebook. Basically, I think what he's talking about is how Facebook, uh, in, in some people's opinion, is proprietarily excluding some people off of Facebook based on whatever their criteria is, whether it be uh, misinformation, hate speech, whatever. And it's all subjective. So I think that's maybe what T-Bird uh, Bob is alluding to and that that kind of exclusion 
is going to uh, is going to doom Facebook because it used to be a platform for everyone. Now it's a platform for everyone, but so that may create some additional problems and headwinds for Facebook. Thanks to everyone who did comment and vote on our poll. We do them each and every week, so make sure you check back on our YouTube channel, on our community tab, and vote. We do these polls. Uh, you know, I, there's some of the many great uh, pieces of content that we have on our YouTube channel, including Ask Adam Anything, Investing with Charles, our weekly marijuana market update. Uh, we're also considering uh, some new. Uh, content to add onto our YouTube channel. So make sure you stay tuned uh, for that. If you have a question or a particular stock or sector that you'd like either myself, Adam or Charles to take a look at, we would love to do that. You can email us at feedback at moneyandmarkets.com. We'll flash that email address right down there. Uh, we love to see your feedback. Uh, and if you do make a, maybe a video of you asking that question, would love to stitch that into uh, to our uh, our production and uh, we'll send you some cool money and markets gear if you do that. Or if we use a question that you ask either on our YouTube channel down below or by emailing us at uh, feedback at moneyandmarkets.com. Also, I'd be remiss if I didn't tell you, make sure you check out the mothership. That is moneyandmarkets.com. You can sign up for our free daily e-letter. In it, we give you the uh, best safe, sound, smart, simple investment information for your portfolio all seven days of the week delivered to your inbox for free. Until next time, this is Money and Markets Research Analyst and host of The Bull and the Bear, Matt Clark, wishing you all safe trading. You've been listening to The Bull and the Bear, a Money and Markets podcast. Tune in each week to hear insights on how to make investing safe and profitable for you. 